Good morning, Vern. Good morning, Devin. Tonight we have uh, Sixers game four. They could go up 3-1 or tied up 2-2. Two, two. I'm clearly prefer up 3-1 just so that Atlanta starts thinking about going home, spending the summer with their friends and family. Me and you both, man. You know, opening with this is interesting. Uh, momentum. Momentum is a very interesting thing, right? Like, momentum kind of shapes our, you know, perception almost in a way of like, you know, if we're doing well, well, we can't lose. We're willing to try anything. When you, when you fall down 3-1, everything's not working. Summer and looks yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, summer looks good. I'm just going to quit on this. Uh, let's go home. Uh, I tell you, I'm in a swing of momentum right now. Um, you know, after the, doing those first dinners, mm-hmm. I, I'd say the momentum was totally the opposite way. That's why it took us like five weeks, maybe even more, before we decided to do another one. Because I just was like, oh, it was the moment, my momentum was crushed. I, my momentum was crushed, and I was just kind of like, man, like, I know we can do it better, but I really don't want to play this game tonight. <laughs> like, like, I really don't want to play it. I need an off season. you know what I mean? Whereas now, after having such success on the last time around, the momentum is the other way. Like, where the conversation immediately went to, yo, we got to do this every week. Like how do we how do we make what did, what does this how look do like expand, doing it every how week? How do we expand this? How do we yes. turn this into a thing? Exactly. So so the momentum's crazy, man, and and it's like I don't know if it's I don't know if it should have as big of an influence, but it does. And I don't I don't know if you can like stop it from having that type of influence because it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing, yeah. and, and you know it's funny like uh, it's it's because we record on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And uh, like mo- Monday morning, uh, 7 a.m. my time. So I have to be ready Monday morning, 7 a.m. Like to, to do this and start. Mm-hmm. And it starts my whole week off. on. A- so by Sunday, I'm like flailing. I'm lucky if I get anything done on any project anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But on Wednesday, I'm staying productive. I'm interested in the things that like, I'm focusing. I'm doing all this stuff that I'm trying to do. And I think that it's momentum. Like, I, I think it's that. And, you know, he talked about it in the book this week. He talked about, like, you know, make a to-do list. And, like, I keep them. He keeps them on these, like, small pieces of paper. He's like, don't use a digital to-do list. Use a paper one. And, like, I think I, I appreciate where he's coming from with that piece of advice. And it's like, keep your momentum going. Keep yourself crossing stuff off. Keep yourself in that mode where you're pushing the thing forward. Whether it's making dinners, whether it's, you know, running your business, whatever it is, like having that ability to keep going and having that reset point valuable, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it, it is. But yeah, that, momentum. I, I don't know. I, I don't even have I don't even have any advice. Don't on have it. anything to it's, add to that. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's all it's all feelings. It's emotions. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes sometimes it's like false confidence as well. You know, like I'm sure Atlanta had momentum at the game one and they felt like going into game two, like, oh, we got this. Look at that, we got this. This is this easy work. So I'm I'm putting myself out there in that same way because we plan to do dinners again. 
uh, last time we did dinners, I took two day, I, I took an extra day because it was around my son's birthday weekend. So it all just lined up real nicely. I had a whole day to prep. And then the next day was just, you know, preparing the meals, putting the platters and stuff together. Now we got momentum and we're like, all right, well, we're going to do it. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to cut it tight. We're going to go back to the way we dropped the price. So we're probably going to get more orders we're going from $24 to $15 because we're we're using like uh, just chicken and we're cutting back on some of the things that we're doing just to kind of make up for the fact that we're not going to have that time to prep. Uh, but it's probably going to lend itself to, all right, instead of doing 70 orders, we're going to be back up at that 120 range. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so it's all, it's interesting. I'm curious. Well, I have the Sixers game two momentum. <laughs> <laughs> or Atlanta game one momentum. I don't know which momentum I'm going to have, but hey, stay tuned. You will find out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll tell you to stay in the game plan. And, yeah, and yeah. Stick with the game plan and go with yes. 70. Yes. And, and you know, you you make tweak one thing at a time, I guess. Is what yeah. I would yeah. Say. <laughs> don't send triple teams to Joel and B. No, don't do that. That's not a yeah, idea. not worth it. No. <laughs> it was interesting, like listening listening to him talk about, I guess, in in this book and and trying to. He's thinking about. So in in the story in the book is that this guy is like a cog in the wheel, right? Like he's yes. not he's not in the role that you're in, where you're you set the tone, right? Mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you you're running. Uh, is it a hundred people? Yeah, we're probably about about 110 or so is on the, on the roll. Yeah, right. So you're setting a tone for 100 people, and you you play that like that weird role of like father, priest, boss all at once. It's mm -hmm. a strange it's a strange like thing yeah. that you have to do. But for sure, in his role, he's more like a cog in the wheel, and mm -hmm. so he's just trying to like how do I optimize me for me in this cog in the wheel situation. And it's it's interesting to like listen to him talk and then think about like all these little things that that I truly believe in. Like first of all, don't have any notifications on on your phone. Come on, there's no way that that helps you. You just get a notification that says, "Here's the thing that you have to do. Stop doing whatever it is that you're doing now." Like I don't even have my ringer turned on because the that's the last thing I need. And so it was interesting to kind of like hear him like give all these like little tidbits. And this is I guess. 10 years ago, maybe, that he wrote this book, I guess? Yeah, roughly about that, yeah. He said, just, Black, he said Blackberry, so it's got to be a hot minute ago. Yeah, it was. It, was, it might have even been longer than early 2000s. Mid, like, like, yeah, it was like around that, between 2000 and 2010. Yeah. It's kind of like the window for this book. Yeah, yeah. and so, you, you know, you hear these things and you go, boy, that problem's only gotten worse. Like, you know, don't check your email. Like, all these, like, things that help keep you focused so that you can be the best version of you wow those things are true truer now than they were then yeah and I, yes and i agree he is a cog you know one thing that i go back to is when he talks about uh you know the chapter i believe that was seven with the interrupting interruptions and uh, the art of refusal was the name of the chapter but he talks in that chapter and i thought it was funny because his whole point is like you know, he had a teacher who anytime when he was in college, if he got anything less than an A, you know, he knew the margins of a B and an A or even like a C plus and an A minus, how small those margins were. So what he recommended that, that he did 
was anytime he got anything less than an A, he would go request time with his uh, professor and one-on-one time where he would spend three hours asking the professor all these questions and tests, basically becoming an, an, a nag. And, it, and that's his form of interrupting the interruptions. But So now his point was, I bet that professor is going to think twice if they really want to spend three hours answering all my questions, um, you know, and not like, why did you give me an, an, an why didn't you give me an A? But like, oh, well, I need help now to understand these areas where you said, I, I, I you know, I, I didn't understand well enough. So now I'm going to take the time that I'm supposed to be receiving and I'm going to use it now. And we're going to see if you feel like, you, you know, spending three hours with me every time that you don't give me an A. Well, it served dual purposes, right? Mm -hmm. So it served like the purpose of he knew exactly what things to correct for. Yes. He, he, he was like, okay, my, my work is generally good enough. And I know exactly the band that I need to focus on in order to mm -hmm. go from good enough to great. And it wore down the person who is the, the barrier of good to great. You yes. Know, or the, the, the gatekeeper, whatever you want to call it. And like... Yeah. As a life pro tip, that's a strong one, man. It's a really good tip. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't like it because I like it. It's a little gross, you know? It is. But it's a good life pro tip, man. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Like, if you're in that situation where one person controls your perception of good to great, nail it. Get to good and do the stuff that you have to do to get to good. But then exactly figure out where the line is to great and then pass that line and like and make it hurt for them if they're not going to get you into that great space yeah I, I i think this guy and i and i said it before we came on is like he reminds me of sam hankey for those for those sixers guys out there he he is a very much a value and value only type of guy mm -hmm. so he's not really a time waster he he's so you Devin, you said he and I think it, I think you're right. You said he's not like a natural leader, um, and I think you're right. I think he's more of like he's kind of like a teacher, and it's like you're either going to take it or you're not, and it pretty much stops there. You know what I mean? Like like I think leadership does. There's a there's like a follow up and a guidance and a, and a continuous like guidance that comes with leadership, whereas like he's more of just like. Hey, here, here's what I've learned. I'm going to share this information with you, but that's about it. Uh, you know, you got to figure it out, but here's this information. And uh, I think the one thing that I take from the book is that, you know, he he's a guy that really is about just straight value. Like when he talks in chapter six with the the, the low information diet, which yeah. is what you, you kind of referenced a minute ago, is like, you know, why are you reading the newspaper? Why are you, why are you watching the news? You know, why are you checking your email every five minutes? You know what I mean? Why are you even listen? Why do you have people around you? Here, here's one that he didn't really get into, but I think he what said, I take from and the book. It's very important. It's one of the more yeah. important life lessons that I've ever had. Yes, I totally agree. Like, why Like, why are you having people around you? And, and he says it in two parts. For the low information diet, he talks about the people that are around you that, like, you know, they just feed you information that's pointless and useless and just, like, you know, like, like, what are they there for? Yeah. You know, what, like, why are people around? Especially, there, we all know there's the complainers in the world. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're you're surrounded, if you have those people in your group, those are those are people that's just gonna bring you down. Similar to paint your whole worldview. Yeah, it's gonna paint your over. Just like uh uh, you know, when we just read the vulnerability with, with you know, Bree Brown and how she talks about that as well. That one complainer will come into a group and will ruin it for everybody. And turn one complainer can turn five real fast. You know, so he, he talks about with information, like, be, you know, vet the information that the people around you are bringing into your life. Like, do you really need this information? You know what I mean? And what value? And then what I think the point that you were mentioning just a moment ago is what he said in the uh, in the in the first chapter there, chapter five, where he talks about the end of time management. And, uh, you know, in that chapter, he does talk about, you know, if you you're you are the sum of the five of your five five people that are around you the most you are the sum of those five and if those five people ain't about nothing as a as an overall then guess what you ain't about nothing (laughs) so i wholeheartedly agree with that i live my life like that man well that's how we that's how both of us have ended up yeah in a happy like good life when when either one of our lives could have taken a turn at a couple of juncture's that, that where we didn't end up with that result absolutely you know I mean? and it's because we like realize like oh like those people over there are getting that and these people over here are getting this i want this so <laughs> i'm gonna go with those people yeah there. it's really that easy like mm-hmm. um it, it, now i'm, I'm thinking because we were talking before the show and i was like you know if you hang around in a barbershop you get your hair cut and that yes, works that, that it cuts both ways right it, it's if you hang around with the right people, you end up with the right things. If you hang around with the wrong people, you end up with the wrong things. And yeah. you know, it's it's a pretty straightforward thing, but it does have these like other implications. But then that whole thing about like how do you think about this, you know, information diet, you know, and how do you think about that time management? For both of us, right? You work full time and, and your job's emotionally exhausting. Mm. And then I, I work for full time and then you know, the whole time that I'm at my job, I'm doing the exact thing that I'm supposed to do to try to start a business, right? So managing that space, that little slim amount of space that you have left, that's important. You know, you're going to have to like, as time goes on, and I'm sure you guys are going through this now, uh, you know, how do you make those Sunday meetings with the team more and more valuable, more and more productive? Because mm-hmm. you got to, you still have to be a dad. You still have to be a boss at work. You still have to do all the things that you have to do. And I still have to do all of those things. How do I manage to make that time, that sliver of time that I have valuable, you know, and it's, yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. No, that, that, that was one of the things that I'm working on myself from a leadership standpoint, where when he talks about, and uh, you know, interrupting interruptions, he talks about meetings and he gets really deep into meetings and, you know, there is this truth where when you're, you're a group of people, you ever like try to do something and you end up, you know, like, all right, everybody oh come together. Yeah, everybody, we're going to meet here and we're going to have a conversation about, you know, what it is that we're going to do, right? Whenever you're having a conversation about what it is that you're going to do, majority of times when I've been in those rooms, we usually don't end up figuring out what we're going to do. You know, we usually end up, you know, somebody's idea is extremely different from another person's idea. And then we usually end up debating on who, you know, why someone's idea shouldn't be the idea and why someone's, why mine should or this, that. 
Um, so he that's did, if you stay on topic. Yeah, yeah, and that's if you stay on topic. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think with from a business standpoint, I think even for you know um, me and you know with twenty four hundred, this is something for us that having an agenda, you know, and having notes is is very important, you know, in terms of meetings. And then also like maybe the brainstorming and the idea part happens in an isolated, you know, time for yourself. Kind of like what we're doing with this podcast is we get our homework. I do my homework with, with me. You do your homework with you. And then we come back and, and we have a discussion about our findings. And I think that was something, you know, like hearing him say, like, meeting should be like 30 minutes. Like if you're having a business meeting, it should be like 30 minutes. You get right to it. You get right to the point and you make decisions within 30 minutes. Because once you're outside of that 30 minute window, now it's getting lost. Things are getting lost. It's too much information. So, you know, for me, I do I do think that there's there's something in there that I want to kind of dive into a little more and figure out how to make that fit for what I'm working on. And I think that one of the things is like they you hear it a lot, or at least I hear it a lot, having a bias for action, right? Like, because you're going to be wrong. Like, most of the decisions you make are going to be wrong. And most of the, and I think that this is kind of one of the things that he's trying to sort of say in the, in the book. Most of the decisions you make, they're going to be wrong. And most of the decisions you make don't matter. Mm -hmm. Most of mm -hmm. the things, you're going to be wrong and it's not going to matter. So you go ahead and try it. Uh, mm -hmm. and then find out like oh that's not it then you at least will know what it's not you know and you can keep working towards and once you find what it is i think you know we learned from um you know the previous a previous book uh where you know bulls the bullseye method once you find what it is lean into it now i mean i guess that's what you guys are doing with 2400 the movement right now right which is like true hey we found a space we found a sliver we're gonna keep digging at that and seeing if there's something in there that we that we want to chase, and because you've tried a couple of other things here and there, you know, and and keep going. I think that that's sort of the that path makes sense to me at least. Yeah, I actually I wanted to bring that up. It's funny that you pointed that out. As I'm reading this book, I'm really getting like feelings of traction, you know, like like these these same type of you know, like an undertone of, of what we've read in Tractions. You know, like they come from the same place. You know, like what what he's talking about is really about living a life that's efficient. You know, and, and basically, if it's what's working, keep doing what's working. What's not working, you know, he talks about that 80-20 rule. Mm -hmm. What's not working, you know, that 20%, like, yeah, why, why are we even messing with that? Why are we, you know, like, why are we even messing with that? You know, he said 20% of your customers, his customers at one point was 80% of his business. You know what I mean? And he was like, why aren't I focusing on just that 20% then? You know, why, why am I still dealing and wasting time and dealing with this 80% of people, you know, in this large client list that is not worth it when I could just put all my time and effort into that 20%? Who is Making working. them extremely happy. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I mean, I, I think that there's, you know, you need to kind of, you need to let that ebb and flow sometimes because you want to mm -hmm. find new customers, you want to try new things, all that stuff. But like for, for where I'm at, 
I need to figure out like, and that's what I, that was my task this week, right? It's like, how can I figure out how to take the idea that I have, which is like, I need, you need to manage multiple sources of information. And how can I figure out like, what's the easiest way for me to get in there and then see from there, like, how do I grow it? Right. It, mm-hmm. And it's exactly traction. It's, it's like, but it's an MVP of it, right? It's like the, what's the minimum thing that I can do to get some validation that this is a, that this is the path to be on. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then as soon as I get that, I can start chasing it. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. And, and it, that's it exactly, is. that's exactly what it is. It is. It's traction. Now you hit it on the head. That's all I kept thinking when I was reading the first part of this chapter. It's just kind of like, yo, like, yeah, this, this is traction. This is, this is exactly traction. This is get some, hit something and you go, oh, ah, okay, that was nice. Let me just, let me see what the next one looks like. Let me see what the next, and before you know it, you're able to, after enough information, you're able to be able to say, you know what? Nope, this is the way. I'm, I'm on, I'm going to modify all of that and I'm going to go ahead and, and focus on this thing because it, it hit. Well, and I think there's like, there's some good application there for that 80-20 rule. I think that, you know, we, we're talking about the positive side of it um, with the, like you do the 20% of your effort gives you 80% of the results. But I think there was also some good value on the, you know, the negative side of it, which is when you're doing something and that, and that aggravation, the 80% of your aggravation is from 20%. Like, do you have to do that thing? Or is there another path for that thing? You know, and uh, mm, mm, I got you. You know, like, like yeah. if there's if there's something that you're doing that's all it is is pure aggravation, can you can you not do that in a way? Is there can yeah. you outsource that task? Mm-hmm. Can you have somebody else do that task? Or can you create a? Did you just figure out a problem that needs a solution? And can you create that solution? Is that a yeah. business? <laughs> is that a business? Yeah, is that exactly? No, that's true. I, I mean, that's is. what we talked about with with your idea last week. We were like, oh. Hmm. We saw yeah. a distinct eighty percent of the problem, and you guys are solving twenty percent. Hmm. Man, so maybe there's business there that you're going to be, mm-hmm. able to, you know, find a little vein and, and chase down. You know, find a problem. That was one thing that I'd say. You know, talking to other entrepreneurs and um, from a business stance, like going into some of these business seminars, the one thing that I left left out the room with with any of that stuff is it is true, man. You find a problem. And then you find a way to solve it, you know, like there it is. You know, now now the only question is, is it a big enough, you know, make sure you find a big enough problem that needs to be solved. You know, and I forget what book we were re- we were reading that talked about how they he would uh, check and see if people wanted like, you know, the the emails and they were just they just wanted to complain. It really wasn't an actual problem. I don't know That's what the book it test. was. The mom test, yeah. And he wanted the emails, and he was like, they were like, yeah, no, nah, we just have interns do it. It's actually not a problem at all. And he was like, yeah, care. yeah, you know, oh. what I mean? so, yeah, yeah. So he was like, oh, never mind. I won't work on that problem then. So yeah, exactly. You got you want to find a a big enough problem that actually, you know, it, it, there need someone wants this need or lots of people need this solution. If I recall, the question that he would ask is, he would ask, uh, "Oh, yeah. what, what did, what have you done in order to solve this solve problem? This, exactly. What have you, what have you yeah. searched? And then, in the if the answer is like, oh, nothing, we don't care, we just throw interns at it. Yes, that's like, exactly what it was. It was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was, what have you done, or like, what are you doing for this problem? What yeah. have you researched? What yeah, did, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, it was like dig a little deeper, figure out if it's really a problem because, you know, as we talked earlier. 
people like to complain. Some people just like to be able to have some type of conflict going on and around them that they can complain about. So, yeah, it's tough. But, yeah, man, so so far the book's good. I've heard the book uh, from a lot of people, talked about it, recommended a hundred times to me from different people. And, um, you know, like we talked about earlier, like this book is it's it's good. It has a lot of good lessons in it, things you can put into play right away. But it's also like it sounds like a lot of hard work, too. You got to be dedicated. (laughs) You got to really be dedicated to um, what do you say? The end of time management. Like if you if you go through the steps of that chapter, um, the end of time management, chapter five, where he's going through step two, the E elimination. There's some it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't like some, you know, you just all of a sudden you just work four hours and, and then you just let let it be and like, you know, let it happen. Like, no, nah, there's some there's some steps to this, man. Some there's some work. There's some effort. You know, that, well, that's the one thing learn. It's interesting because like a lot of the stuff that I keep hearing him say is uh, um, it's stuff that has become. Right. I mean, this is I think we, we dated it 15 years ago, let's say. Right. Mm. It's stuff that has become like common practice. So dude was way ahead of his, ahead time. Of his time. Yeah. Way ahead of his time. Because like, you know, I, I don't have my voicemail turned on from my cell phone. Don't don't leave me a message. I'm not going to check it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not going to listen to you. Like you leave somebody a voicemail. You're just like leaving them a task to do for no reason. You know what I mean? Like I. I Send me a text. Well, and I don't even text, but you know, like <laughs> send me a, send me an email so that I have like a way that I can process the information that you're giving to me. And I've just made myself unavailable to other routes because I had so many people that were just interrupting me when I was trying. And this is all when I was trying to learn how to become a developer. Right. So like, I just had to cut that stuff out of my life in order mm. to focus, you know, mm. it's, it, you know, it, it's crazy, but that's just now the new normal for me. So it is, definitely doable and i didn't know that this was his path in the book but he's right on yeah wow that as as i was reading it i did think like man devin does all this already i did i did think (laughs) that i know you're like halfway off the grid you know (laughs) you're like off the grid after like four o'clock every day like you're like you know you're but that's good though You're, you're you're in the life yesterday not not on purpose but i had a day that was pretty much without my phone and I didn't watch the game. I didn't know the score of the game. I didn't know about the Kyrie stuff. We had a a couple's brunch um, that uh, that we do. We try to do monthly with with uh, our group of friends. And 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 you know it's it's funny because I'm reading this chapter and we had yesterday's group of brunch and it made me think about damn. Let me see my five friends and like spot on man. It's just, it, it, my five friends are all like about positive energy doing more you know spirit of kaizen like they're all that those type of people and that's that's our discussion just about being better so so it, it it's makes sense that that's who i would be the closest people around me that's what they're about including yourself including you know 2400 and everybody in my life right now is about being better you know and even the one or two friends that i still have around and they're not quite seeing the results because they're around and I bring them into my circle. They start talking about doing better. You know what I mean? Yeah, and talk like, about, pull, 
tug them along a little bit. Yeah, and they start talking about it. And, and, and it, you know, it's just a matter of, all right, well, you're welcome into the circle, but you, you that means you might have to separate yourself from your five friends. Yeah. You and know and that's is? the hard part, yeah. I, I, Seth Godin says on his podcast, people like us do things like this. He says it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's so true. People like us do things like this. Exactly. And, like, I I hear it and I go like man that really is true like yeah and, and like oh you want to be in this group people like us do things like this and all yeah. of a sudden it changes how you behave it changes what you do what you say it changes all these kinds of things because people like us do things like this for sure for Great. sure yeah yeah uh, uh, what do you got for this week anything yeah man so as I said we're doing dinners again uh, we're actually doing dinners not this weekend but one week. Uh, one weekend from this weekend, so the 26th, we're doing dinners again. So today, I'm gonna be eating chicken and waffles. We're perfecting chicken and waffles. We we're trying to do. So here here's the we're smoking some some uh, nice thigh meat, boneless skinless thigh meat. Smoking that for like two hours or whatever, getting it to like 140 degrees, and then we're gonna bread it and fry it to finish it off. So now your chicken and waffles. Imagine the chicken and waffles, Devin. That you cut into, and they're tender and smoky chicken, and on top of your chicken and waffles. When you see it, you're gonna think you're getting the regular old, you know, chicken and waffles can be dry. So it gives you a big thick piece of breast that's all rough. You gotta like dip it in a syrup just to like get past. Now nah, these things are gonna have, and then we're trying to decide. Right now we got a jalapeno syrup that we've made, um, and then we're also working on a. Um, a jerk sauce okay. that we might do the chicken in. So we might toss the chicken in a jerk, like a, like an island jerk, not like a traditional jerk. Not, not oh, okay, okay. Like a Jamaican not, not the, jerk. Yeah, like a Jamaican jerk, exactly. More Jamaican jerk, a nice islandy sweet. Because we got a new rub coming out. It's a honey mustard-based rub. And uh, it's actually really good. It's honey mustard, a little bit of garlic, a little rosemary, a couple other things. But it's it's a really nice. It's very different from anything else that we've done. It's uh, it's got a nice mild flavor to it. Great for fish, you know. Great for chicken. Great, you know. It's a real nice light white meat type of rub. Great on pork as well, actually. Love it. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. So yeah, we'll be doing that. So I'm I'm eating chicken and waffles. We already got two of the entrees done. Sounds uh, like a nice day. But I'll be eating chicken and waffles now. So yes, that's the plan. Nice. Yeah. For me, like I said, I'm gonna be focused on uh, trying to figure out the thinnest slice that I can do to try to chase down this idea and see if, see if this is a problem people will pay for, uh, you know, see if it's actually a pain point or if it's something people just throw interns at, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be, that's going to be what I'm focused on. And then, uh, next week we're going to do sort of a departure from our normal format for the show. Yes. Right. Um, yes. And, and I think that that'll be worth doing. And then the week after that, we're going to have, our 52nd show. So our, our one year anniversary of doing this podcast officially, because, mm. you know, next week will actually be the year anniversary of show zero, which is interesting. So, so I think that's about where we're at. We're at on that. Um, so yeah, a cu- couple, couple interesting weeks coming up for the show as well. Yeah, very much so, man. Looking forward to that. So yeah, well, see you guys uh, June 19th. It's only right. We'll be yeah, dropping uh, a special episode. For sure. Yeah. Uh, do you have a Do you have a place where people can go on the internet to find us? Absolutely. They can go to the dot com. 
Men can also go to Twitter, YouTube, yeah, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook and search the process is black and white. Uh, right we'll come right up. There you yeah. go. All right. We'll see you All next right. week. Yep. All right, later. Yeah.